Hi and welcome to the very first podcast for 2023. This is going to be a special year, both in good and bad, I can promise you that. And during the podcast, I will give you my predictions for the year ahead, and hopefully I will be as accurate as I have been in the three previous years, where I told you about the upcoming inflation, about the upcoming war, about the energy crisis, and so much more. What is it that 2023 has in store for us, and is there any way we can profit from it? Last year's super advice was oil. Will oil be as attractive for 2023? I will try to answer that question as well. And of course, we will have a look at the trading portfolio because for every single week I've been giving you uh, my tips, trading them as well. The results are in. I've been telling you every week how it was going, but in this week's podcast, we will do a short recap looking at them week by week very quickly and at the end of the podcast you will have the trading tips the very first trading tips for 2023 as we start a new year and a new trading portfolio before we dive into the predictions of the year ahead of us Let's have a quick look at how 2022 ended. And for the last three weeks before the new year, I was hoping and betting for a green market because usually there is an end of the year rally. And for sure, there is the Santa Claus rally, which means that the last five trading days and the two first trading days of the year are green. But nothing happened this year. Even the last week of the year became a loss. Nasdaq down 0.3%, ending at 10,466 points. And Dow Jones ending down 0.17% to 33,147 points. That is leaving Nasdaq on the balance of that very support which I've been talking about all year, 10,300 to 10,500 now threatening to break the support and what will happen will my 2022 uh, statement that nasdaq has to go down to 8000 points be correct i will dwell a little about that and give you this week's predictions or let's call it market forecast after the predictions because the bigger things is the things that we can trade on. Of course, we can trade on the small details and we usually do in this podcast. But understanding the bigger lines is where the real money are made. And over the last three years, I've been uh, very accurate in my predictions and I hope that I will be for this year as well. But predictions are predictions that may be wrong. Uh, we will just have to see. We will evaluate as we go. Last year's big bet was oil, and oil was super. I was heavy into uh, oil myself, slowly starting to reduce by the end of the year. And the question is, how will oil prices go? So we will uh, start with that predictions for 2023, because I think oil, as I said, all last year, and I think even the year before, oil will have a super rally peak, where I think oil will peak up to 200. How realistic it is? Well, it's not that realistic, but I think that there will be a combo where this thing uh, will happen. It will be that final rally for oil. After that, oil will go down to normal levels and stay. Oil is currently trading at around 
81 dollars and i think oil will just come up and why is the reason why i think oil will come up as i told you there is an energy crisis i think the energy crisis will just continue and i think that the russian uh, uh, cap the the cap on russian oil will backfire heavily i think it will put europe in a squeeze china opening up for covid means that china in just a short uh, period of time will be back on track uh, in terms of production because during the uh, pandemic and even after the pandemic the uh, the chinese um, production has been slowed all economy has been slowed as they have been very restricted now they open up and they will do like all other countries should have done from the very first start sweden was the first country to do it let covid run its course let it burn through the population get it done now it's china's turn and after that happens they will try to produce as much as they can they will open the society 100 that will push energy uh, consumption higher the one thing threatening the energy consumption is the recession because there isn't a recession and it will be stronger much stronger that will put a toll uh, on european consumption but the weight in all of this is the raging war in Ukraine, which will escalate. Uh, I don't see any reason why it will not escalate. NATO is pushing for more war. US is for sure pushing for more war. And in the end of this, uh, Russia will have no option but to use nuclear weapons. Sadly, that will be uh, the worst prediction for 2023. I think that for the first time since Hiroshima, we will see use of nuclear weapon. Exactly how it will play out, what it will be, and how the consequences will be, I will not dwell with that in this podcast, because it will make it for a depressive podcast. I think that scenario is highly likely uh, and as an investor you should have this on your radar because just let's imagine if the worst thing of all things happen that these things escalate how will stock market manage to do anything if there is a, a war starting to rage a full-blown war that may include all of Europe uh, even United States and in worst case uh, use of nuclear weapons so what will the stock market look like well you can imagine that for yourself what will be the safe haven when no uh, nothing is working it will be hard currency it will be gold so uh, i told you uh, all last year and before that i think gold is the place you want to be and it's even stronger bet for 2023 many reasons uh, for uh, gold being a good place to be simply uh, other reasons are the threatening of the petrodollar uh, also spoke a lot about this and uh, other uh, major global things happening this conflict in ukraine is not just a conflict between ukraine and russia the west is highly involved and even you if you feel inside yourself is involved in this war you have taken your parties we have made up the enemy and doing so we have split the world in two because it involves how business is being dealt now russia is uh, uh, getting much closer to china china is getting closer to india and all these BRICS countries which are 
and always been treated like the enemy. They are now grouping even stronger. We see ties, uh, we see Saudi Arabia uh, connecting ties. They are threatening to put uh, uh, the oil into Huan, uh, the Chinese currency, and for sure into gold. And very interesting, but every time these things have happened, uh, and if you don't believe me, go back and check what happened to John F. Kennedy when he suggested to tie things up to the silver. Uh, we have Gaddafi, uh, what happened when he said that he would use gold instead of petrodollar. All of these things usually end up bad, but I think gold will push very high. I am in gold myself personally. I will increase that portion more because if the worst things happen, gold will be a place to be. As interest rates go up, gold will have a struggle. It's a kind of natural thing. But what happens when there is a recession? When, well, when the recession creeps in, uh, the government eventually will just have to lower the rates to start uh, increase cash fusion into the societies to try generate some growth. So now as we fight inflation, uh, we will see the interest rates still go up, but very shortly they will uh, reach the top. They might have a very uh, special rally. We will see how that things play out, but they might have a very, very strong rally, the interest rates, before they suddenly peak up and uh, a full-blown recession is the things. So, uh, the predictions uh, for 2023 are in the following order. Uh, I don't think the Ukraine conflict will end, it will escalate. Uh, uh, as I told you <laughs> for the last three years, I sadly think there will be a Taiwan conflict. I think it will come up very early in 2023. During first half year, I think there might be a chance for a war around Taiwan. How big it will be? Hard to say, will it be a full-blown war between China and the uh, US? I'm not so sure about that. Uh, XP's speech, New Year's speech, was uh, more or less peaceful, but we know that words are one thing, action is another thing, and there's a lot of action going around Taiwan, and we also know that United States been pushing the Taiwan border very hard. So I think Ukraine war will continue. I think that there is a chance for the Taiwan conflict uh, to come. It's my bet. So where does that put you as an investor? Well, you have to think if these things happen, what will then happen in general? War industry will still be the place where you want to be. Lockheed Martin uh, will be cash machine. Uh, so anything war related uh, is still strong and I think it is a strong bet for 2023. Even if those things do not happen, I think there will be much money to be made in uh, war-related stocks. Now, let's put a, a more bright perspective on that. Let's say that Ukraine uh, war fades away. Uh, then, still, all the countries in Europe and many other countries in the world have committed to building up their armies and defense systems quite heavily, so there will still be need for war material, and again, I think that might be a safe place. And especially if I'm right, because that uh, third prediction is that Nasdaq has to go down to 8,000 points, there will be three 
major falls before the beer market finally is finished. I think the beer market will finish before uh, June. I'm not sure where. I can, of course, give you a guess and say that I think that it will uh, be March, uh, where we finally see the end. But these uh, are just guesses and you should take it for what it is. But I think these common rules, these three final huge falls will come and play. I think we will see a repetition of history. Uh, where you have that very final sell-off in the markets and that will be the very very strong opportunity for you so uh, we are already 11 minutes into the predictions i will do a few more minutes before we will come to this week what will happen this week uh, and uh, after that it will be the trading tips so uh, we are, uh, or I have spoken a bit about the negative things that I think will face us. What are the positive predictions for 2023? Well, I started to say that I think that the end of the beer market is here very soon. You should be aware of that Nasdaq been flirting very long with the support at 10,003. If this hold, the bottom can be here. I told you this many times before. There is a small chance that the bottom is already here. So slowly increasing your uh, exposure in the market may not be a bad idea. Uh, and I gave you uh, places where I think will hold good. I think oil will hold very good. I think gold will hold very good, meaning that I think gold related stocks will hold good, even though oil go up uh, and the production cost uh, related to gold uh, extraction will go up. I think uh, the gold price will go up, so we'll outweigh each other and in general be beneficial should note that uh, many central banks are buying up a lot of gold uh, these days now uh, i believe the end of the beer market is here soon of course most of you will be out of money you will be dead tired of the stock market after being in a losing streak for maybe two years uh, so many of you will not be able to join the train when it turns because when the market turns and it will turn my guess is before uh, june as i said i think that the market finally will turn that upturn will in the very beginning will be strong then it will be much slower but that first gain will be very significant for many stocks and after that it will just be a slow slow upturn trying to recover from the recession that will plague us for so long time ahead because i think uh, you hear people say it will be a short recession it will only be a half year i don't think that i think it will be much worse than that and it has to be solved political first time you start to hear talk about peace about the reasonable arguments in the media and not only war will be the first time i think that you can start to see the end of a recession some economists try very well in war for sure usually u.s economy uh, uses uh, war to grow but i think i do not think that will be the case this time due to other things implemented into the american economy that will cause for a brutal landing 
Anyway, uh, there is money to be made, and that's the idea of this podcast: is to try help you reduce your losses and increase your gains. And trying to understand this bigger picture. Now, I was right about all the previous years. Uh, the inflation came, and we moved to inflation, uh, more inflation uh, secure stocks, uh, trading more in that direction. We had the oil, so we traded more into oil-related stocks. As you know, Chevron was one of the last trading tips in the, in the portfolio, still there, still doing very good. So we do uh, also, as we say, try to put some of your portfolio uh, where you think the long lines uh, are. Maybe you disagree totally uh, with me. You think that it will be an easy win for Ukraine uh, uh, against Russia. Uh, so it will fade away anytime soon. That means that the economy will get back to normal much sooner because the energy crisis will not be as prolonged if these things happen. It will start to normalize much faster. So if that is your belief, well, then maybe not be too exposed into energy stocks and go the other direction. We know that once the energy prices starts to get under control, the inflation starts to get under control, Electrical vehicle will explode in prices. They will go back to previous highs and even more because they are selling a lot of cars. Xpev, uh, Neo, all of these companies, they are selling tons of uh, cars. And that is a growth sector. It will not slow down anytime soon. It will just grow once we get back. At the same time, you can be optimistic. You can be totally pessimistic. You just have to find your balance. Uh, invest accordingly and sometimes it is smart to have a little pessimistic view on things and invest a little bit according to that because if things really go south well you don't lose as much and if you follow this podcast you know that we have actually been doing that we have had stop losses and uh, we've been into stocks that shouldn't fall too uh, hard if the market falls too much it was especially the end of last year where I did some mistakes because I was betting on green. I was going into more uh, volatile stocks, higher risk, the return. Some of them went in green. I can promise uh, that already. You will know exactly when we get to the trading part. Some of them went into the green, but I had to take a loss, an unnecessary loss in Excel as an example. We will get back to that. Now, uh, that was uh, some of the predictions for 2023. Uh, I will be speaking more about these things in the podcasts uh, every week as we continue forward and we see more of reality because predictions, they are just predictions. Reality is reality. And there are numbers that we can follow like we have been following for some time. Quick thing uh, about the week ahead was um, before uh, 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 making a conclusion and going to the training tips. This week will be full of work numbers. It's more or less the main things that will happen this week along with some uh, numbers from Fed. But the job numbers just be prepared that unemployment will explode around Europe and for sure in US as well. Signs are already there. I thought it would start in November, but now all numbers shows what I'm saying. We are heading for that part, and I think it will come as a brutal surprise for many when companies go into saving mode. And they already are, and you will see in the quarter results that will be coming up. 
will be less than previous. And here is a small les uh, lesson if you are a new listener. Stock markets are all, always, always ahead of everything else because the stock market is trying to predict the future. So uh, when stock market thinks that the recession fear is over or the inflation fear is over, it will already start to hunt for stocks uh, which have been beaten uh, during the period that will have release when interest rates go down. Companies with high debt uh, will uh, receive more attention simply because uh, the, the hardship of the debt, the interest rates, they will be less and the profit margins will increase. So uh, these uh, things uh, really matter. So work numbers will come this week in three portions, I think, spread out during the week. All of them. Uh, and if I didn't say the markets are closed today on the Monday, there will be only four days this week. But you will have the podcast in good time before uh, trading tomorrow, so you will be prepared. Now, uh, these numbers, they could push markets some, but in general, I think they will just add on to that negative view that was the sentiment for all the last half of the year that we are in economic downturn and that it should continue. So I don't see any of these coming in as a nice positive surprise. So there is nothing special from them. Oil, $81 uh, up half a dollar uh, from last week. Uh, and I think oil will just continue up. I will not be surprised to see oil back at $90 very soon on the way to much higher levels. Do that mean I think oil stocks are good? Yes, I told you in the last uh, few podcasts, uh, oil went down to 70. That made an opening, a new opening for oil shares. I was reducing my portion, now I will slightly increase it again uh, because these will pay high dividends and if the markets continue down, they should hold up very good as well. Gold up $15 last week to $1,830 uh, and I think as I said, it will just continue up. Dollar is getting weaker against a few currencies that helping gold, uh, of course. Uh, along other things. 10-year treasury yield up 3.35% last week, ending 3.88 on the way to 4. Now, we will have a very quick look uh, at uh, technical analysis and come to a conclusion, will it be a red or a green week in the week ahead of us? Looking at the signals, we can say that uh, currently there is only 23% buy signals across the world, very low. A number but still can go lower. Going to Nasdaq only 18 starting to become very low. Very interesting we had a few uh, positive signs uh, last week. Nasdaq didn't fall that much was one of them uh, and it may signal that there might be a slight upturn coming but when low it can also go much lower much faster. New York Stock Exchange 22, Tokyo 24, Chess in China 19. All of them on the lower end, but as I said, from that point, it can still go lower. If we go back to some of the major falls last year, all of these numbers were low and then markets suddenly got into panic mode with huge sell-offs. So we are at that same stage where these low numbers could be an opportunity or it could be a sell-off. I see it as an opportunity anyway, because if you keep some 
of you're not uh, putting 100% of your money in the market you keep some on your bank account so you're ready to act you buy on the very red days been doing that all year last year even doing that last week having a little fun during the week buying when the market was as red enjoying that upturn the following day now uh, we will have a quick look uh, at the chart and uh, it's more or less what i said last week so we'll not spend too much time from it Nasdaq bounced up from 10,200, which was the bottom uh, of the trend, and actually a little bit below the bottom of the trend. A very nice relative strength index is extremely low. Everything indicates that Nasdaq should push a little upwards before finally breaking down. The most common part uh, pattern is that when you are in a rectangle formation, and we can say that Nasdaq was in a rectangle formation, what is in the rectangle formation is uh, that the, before either breaking up or down, it moves to the middle of the trend and then uh, goes down. If not to the middle of the trend, at least 33% uh, of the trend, and that should be somewhere uh, around 10,600, uh, going up to 10,600, then starting to fall and go for the final break. There is a sell signals from the relation between the short and the long-term moving average. It's so-called golden, uh, sorry, that uh, cross, not that star or golden cross. That's something else. You have to read up about that because these signals were invented by me, the golden star and the dead star. Golden cross is the common one and you can make it a little bit more advanced to become an even better signal. But there is this major sell signal uh, issued. Uh, uh, but usually, as I say, you see an upturn and combined with the extreme low relative strength index, I think there is a potential for a short-term upturn. I was positive last three uh, weeks before Christmas. I was wrong on all of them. I was expecting green. Markets were more negative than I thought, bringing it into slightly red. But again, I will be positive. For the four next trading days, I think there is a slight upside. I think the markets will turn uh, green. I'll start pushing upwards, maybe all the way to 11,000, but I think that may also be the short-term top where things will start to go down. So I hold the button on the green week, and I think, I think there will be huge opportunities uh, in pickup stocks, We'll speak more about in that just a minute because we are finished with uh, this section. We'll head to the trading section. And uh, before going to the trading section, just let's uh, do a quick summary. I spoke about what I think will happen during this year. Please remember it is predictions. What I want you to extract out of all of this is that I say I think the risk still is very high. I think that the stock markets will turn before June, uh, turn upwards, so that beer market, because it's very, very hard to do positive trades uh, when it's a beer market, you have to be very good uh, or very lucky. You can judge for yourself, was I very lucky or uh, was I good? In the next section, I will speak about all the trades we did last year, you can judge for yourself. 
but uh, it is hard in bear market. When we get back uh, to bull market, things going up, things will be so much easier and you will have the ability to be more lucky. For the last two years or so, I've been saying, uh, speaking about a, a lot about stop losses, simply because we are in the bear market and that's one of the things that really can cut your losses good. You will hear me speak now and then about stop losses, but in general, as we head to what I think is the bottom of the market, I will slightly start to speak more aggressive. Um, about aggressive indicators, about aggressive uh, trades and way of trading, simply because the risk will be less when we go into bull market, the risk will be less. In general, now still extracting all the things that I said uh, over the last 27 minutes, still think that uh, the risk is high for the next half of the year. I think you should position yourself in terms of that, place your bets, uh, the strategy according to this thing be a little defensive i think it is one of the best tips i can give in the beginning of this new year which hopefully turns out to be a beautiful year we will see uh, as the year progresses. now we will head to the very first training tips of 2023 We are at the final part of the podcast, the trading tips, and uh, here you will uh, get some trading tips for the week ahead of us, but we will also have a small recap of 2022. Going through the trades, very quickly the trades that was made, and look at some of the results. But many of you, after listening 30 minutes about predictions for the year ahead of us, may still sit with the feeling that I'm too pretty pessimistic and uh, negative, thinking that I would be better off with a positive and more optimistic view for the year ahead of us. Well, first, uh, first of all, woke and wokeness has nothing to do in stock trading or business in general it is one way that for sure will make you lose your money sitting clapping hands thinking that will save the world it will not save the world and will for sure not save your portfolio trying to be realistic trying to approach things uh, from some basic rules from some strategies down to the hardcore uh, earth will not hurt your trading it will help your trading <coughs> in the stocks where i have been a little bit woke myself going uh, more towards emotions and hope you will see they have some of the biggest losses where we've been strict and where we have been doing exactly what we should do following our own rules following the longer lines they have turned profit week after week sometimes not uh, too big uh, but profit is profit and if you're able to accumulate that is where the huge money will be made because it is more up to luck and randomness to hit the long home runners and i know many many of you you do not have the kind of capital which i have you have small amounts i started with small amounts myself 
and uh, you really want to hit 20% 50% or some of these stocks could do 10 times the chance for doing that is fair but nothing uh, but uh, fair because you will have to have some knowledge to be able to do that and you have to have a strong risk management and many of you are not on that level yet you will be if you just stay in the game long enough don't lose all your money but stay long enough you will acquire knowledge you will accumulate knowledge and eventually you will be better at stock picking and in these training tips i only try to give you some advices some directions to look at and even promoting uh, some stocks but do remember that i make mistakes as well as you will see because now we will run through some of the trades and let's start uh, first trade in uh, week uh, one last year was naked and zoom and uh, Naked, we had to take a small loss of 2.96%, while we made 14.6% in Sumerica. And week two, we just continued doing another Sumerica trade. And if you know very well, you know that the current open trade, one of the current open trade is Sumerica, but we are sitting in loss. And as I told you in the previous podcast, I have strong history of trading Sumerica, usually with good gains. And in week two, we did another Sumerica trade, giving 11.99% profit. We did NEO as well, with 8.6% profit, and we did Dole, 16.2% profit. So week two of last year was a very strong uh, week. Then week three, we hit uh, two losers. We went into uh, SNDL. Sundal and Netflix, uh, Sundal giving 5.56% profit and Netflix, uh, if I remember correctly, that was caught by quarter earnings. I didn't do my homework, uh, quarter results were released uh, during the, the, the week and the opening uh, was so low. So we had a 12.97% loss in Netflix. And that's uh, the lesson about stop loss, which you can get straight away, is that if you put a, a stop loss, like we run trailing stop loss in this uh, podcast series, usually trailing stop loss, where we either set a fixed amount uh, or we set a certain percent, and it always uh, follows the top price in the period. So it never goes down, it only goes up. Uh, so as the stock price goes up, the stop loss also go up and never go down. But Netflix, if I remember totally correctly, uh, had quarter results and when it opened the trading day, uh, it was cut with a huge loss of 12.97%. Then <coughs> week four, we did only one trade because I thought it would be a hard week. It was Starbucks, but Starbucks was sold with a loss of 0.41%. But back uh, in week five, we were back on the track again. We bought Nivida, uh, 6.94%. We bought uh, AMD, 16.44%. And we bought Tesla with 3.53%. Week six, Facebook, 1.3% uh, profit. Uh, in week seven, we had too many trades open, so we didn't do any more. In week eight, we bought um, MTTR in... 1.1% profit before week 9 we got into Muln and it was a good trade Muln giving 35.8% and we continued in week 10 doing the same Muln 
giving 36% uh, profit. So over two weeks, we managed more than 70% profit in Mullen alone. And I will very soon tell you that I think Mullen might be a trading opportunity as it would be one of the trading tips for the week ahead of us. Week 11, we continued with another Mullen uh, trade and this time giving 22.9%. So three weeks in a row we were trading Mullen in and out leaving insane nice profits. We continued with another Sumerica trade giving 16% profit. We did um, Diffusion Pharmaceuticals with 63% profit. So already the first four weeks of 2022, our portfolio was really doing good and continued uh, upwards. Then we did CNU in week 12, 39.9% profit. <coughs> And uh, if you go back to this period, I told you we are in upward, <coughs> excuse me, upward, upward trends. And we were hitting some of these stocks that uh, were obvious at the time. Week 13, we continue with uh, another uh, senior trades, uh, but with 0.45% loss. We did, however, do a board drilling, giving 42% profit, and that was the time where oil was super hot. Week 34, uh, uh, sorry, week uh, 14, we got into two losses. We bought MDRX and uh, ETRN, uh, both giving 6.42% and 5.78% losses. They were cut by stop losses, having a little bit wide stop loss there. Week 15 and 16, we had only uh, three trades open. We did Nevida with 3.91% loss, GTE with almost 20% profit, and we did. The first Sumerica trade with loss at 8.2%. Uh, <coughs> and then uh, we just uh, continued in uh, week 17. We did uh, Mime, uh, Bed and Beyond, and Sears doing a small loss in Mime, 0.15%, had 0.3% profit in Bed and Beyond and 6% losses in Sears. <coughs> then, uh, week 18, we got back on the green track again. We did Amazon with 2.81% profit. We did Tesla with 5.73% profit. And we did MACR, Armocore, uh, uh, with 10.3% profit. And we continued in week 19 with Tesla once again, 0.13% eBay with 1.14% and Expedia with 4.42%. Big 20, we tried another Tesla, uh, but got into a 0.6% loss. We did eBay again with 0.86% loss and we did Expedia with 1.19% loss. We repeated the trades, but all of them were cut uh, by stop losses with marginal losses. Week 21, we did uh, Tesla, 15.5%. Uh, we did Apple, 4.35%. And we did a Sumerica trade with 34% profit. Week 22, we did <coughs> Mu and Hood, uh, and both of them with 1.21% loss, 1.18% loss. And sometimes it may be hard when you listen to this, but so far the losses we had have been very low. 
while some of the gains have been amazing and this is how we were accumulating money running trailing stop loss and reduces our losses keeping the gains and when we got to week 23 we did expert 7.17 percent profit and cutter with one percent profit and uh, week uh, now we are getting to the uh, summer we did mime bed beyond and uh, sears one again because we've traded these stocks before but had to take a loss 0 15 percent in uh, mime 0 31 percent profit in uh, bed and beyond week 25 we did a board drilling trade with 4.24 percent profit had to take a small loss in ufp usc while <coughs> week 26 we got back to muln again because we had done some trades in muln we saw some patterns we recognized and we wanted to do it again and did 10 percent profit in muln 9.46 to be exact we did a uh, board drilling the same week, 9.38% profit, and we did Enron with uh, ENR with 6.6% uh, profit. Had to take the first small loss in Chevron, where we lost 4%. Week after, we did board drilling, and then again, both went green, uh, not very much. In week 28, we went into Eno with almost 10% profit, did another Chevron trade, the second loss in Chevron, 1.74% loss in Chevron. Uh, I was hunting uh, oil, uh, but both times cut by stop loss. Then in week 29, we did uh, a Mara trade with 6.9% loss, but we did a Tesla trade with 26.67% profit. And we continued in week 30 with board drilling, 2.46% uh, profit. Chevron again back on the list, but this time with 13.76% profit and it's a lot of percentages here but uh, we are on the track i will try to reduce uh, the details give you more the general overview week 33 we got into uh, augative with four percent profit had to take a small loss in mcoi and lmt while week 34 and you can note this week 34 we did a somatica trade which still is open because at this point Sumerica was 26 cents and I thought it really could be a good trade. Have been, as I told you then, it will be a open no stop loss uh, because that stock can move anytime soon. But I was wrong. Week after week, it did nothing else but continued on. I think it was up to 30 at some point in, we were in profit, but later just continued on. Still sits in the portfolio with the highest loss in any of the stocks ever traded in this portfolio currently sitting at 38.49 percent loss same week we did augati with minus five percent losses it was hard times as you remember uh, not stop falling week after week but uh, we had accumulated huge gains with some of the stocks doing extreme strong profits Week 35 was ROG and ATEC and both uh, went into the red, 3.94% uh, for ROG and 2.58% for ATEC. But week 36 we were back on the green doing Apple, Microsoft and Nvidia, all of them returning uh, nice profits before week 37 we were in the red again with Intec, Oxy, uh, Roblox and Triple M. All of them small losses around uh, 2 and 3% for all of them during week 37. And uh, that uh, seemed to be the end uh, of 
the red streaks because uh, from week 38 we got back on the right track again during this period Nasdaq was just falling and falling and it was really hard trading but we managed to stay uh, afloat and we had accumulated very very strong gains from some of the previous trades as I told you some of them were up 66% week 38 we got into HD on Nivida all of them returning very nice profits and week 39 we did fast and chevron and chevron again delivered profit of 14 percent and going to the we're heading into that last part of the year the end uh, the late end of summer and uh, again we were focusing a little bit on oil and different stocks we did uh, coop in week 41 nice profit week 42 NEO and WVM, both of them in profits. Week 43, we bought four stocks, two NEO, Chevron, Mullen, all of them in very strong profits. Again, we did Mullen, hugely successful, 22.78% profit for Mullen in week 43. Even Chevron was giving 5% profit and NEO, 23% profit, while two had 7.69% profit. And you should recognize the, the pattern here. We managed to keep some of the runners running, giving very nice profits, while we cut the stop, uh, the losses as early as we can with stop loss. Week 44, NEO 3.98%, while Meta did a loss of 1.99%. Heading into the seven last weeks of the year. We did XPEV. Uh, Meta Mullen again in week 45, again Mullen returning very nice profit, 14.81% profit, while Meta gave us 91.37% profit. That was when Meta was falling extremely hard, went down to 89, I was not able to get in at 89, but I told you this is an obvious buy and into Meta we got, and we managed to accumulate 19.37% profit week 47 another green week microsoft and xpev uh, and xpev delivering 65.75 percent profit such a nice game week 48 we had to take a small loss in neo it was sold uh, with <coughs> excuse me 0.23 percent profit then week 49 we again got into chevron and this trade still remains open we bought chevron 168.55 currently trading 179.49 up 6.49 percent profits so far because if you're a new listener the stocks that we buy they will remain as long as they are not cut by stop loss they remain open that is why you some weeks heard i say at one stock and some weeks two stocks is because the previous some of the previous weeks were open Week 51, second last week before Christmas, I got into Excella, Sim and Meta, and none of them were sold, but last week, Excella was sold. And I had a very huge uh, stop loss on Excella because it's very volatile. I was hoping for that extreme bounce of the green week and the Santa Claus week, but I had to let Excella go with 9.52% loss. However, SIM is uh, still in portfolio, still up 3.7, sorry, SIM uh, was cut by stop loss on last Thursday with 3.72% profit. It is Meta that still is active in the portfolio with a 4.38% profit. 
So that was 2022. We had some amazing stocks delivering some amazing gains. What will we start year 23 with? Well, uh, I uh, personally, I will start uh, already with three stocks in my portfolio because Zoom, as I said, week 34 was Zoom open, still in the portfolio. Ch uh, Chevron in week 49, still open, not closed. And Meta is still in portfolio. So these are three stocks that still are in my portfolio. I think uh, all of them have nice opportunities and they will stay open until they are closed by stop loss or I decide to get out of them. But to make it more easy for you to follow, I usually use stop loss so you can follow the trades in more. And about stop loss, <clears throat> because sometimes I get the question, so what kind of stop loss do you set? In average, you can say that I put 5%, just like an average, but you should look at the volatility of the stock to make sure that the stock is not cut by daily movement. Some stocks move very much during a day and you do not want to put 5% stop loss. And uh, it is also the option of changing your stop loss. You can start with a little wide stop loss as uh, a beginning. Let's say that you get into uh, Tesla, which is, in my opinion, a good buy right now. Keep a wider stop loss because it can move uh, over the day. And if you're lucky, Tesla start to go up, you can start to tighten the stop loss a little bit. Some stocks doesn't move much like Apple and uh, a few of these other stocks during the day. They usually do not move so much. So you can go for a little smaller stop loss because if they start to move 7%, that is really uh, something special in the stock and should be considered as a special event as well. And usually that event is down, not up. So uh, for Apple, you can have a tighter stop loss. Now, my friends, <clears throat> what stocks can we buy this week with the potential upside? Some of you already think, oh, whoa, whoa, he got so many stocks right in 2022. So I have to follow his trades. No, you should not follow me blindly. You should do your own due diligence. You should listen to the things I say, try to extract the things that is useful and good for you, but you have to make the decision. This is the only way you can become a really good trader is start to learn, not to try follow people in general. Learn so you can make the decision better because let's say that you follow one of my stock tips, still you will be sitting there the day you want to sell it. Uh, and not be able. I follow the market and I see a few changes and I might sell the stock. So you think I put 5% stop loss on the stock and you just uh, do the same thing. I end with profit, you end with loss simply because maybe I see a huge change in the market making me uh, deciding to go out of the stock because I see something very, very scary. So you cannot follow my trades 100%, but in general, the general rule is I put a 5% stop loss on stocks. I let them run for as long as they can because nobody really knows exactly what will happen. Yes, I think it will be a green week, but it can turn into a red week. And for sure, nobody really knows. So please, by all means, do your own homework read up on things, the companies which I mentioned now, you should look at them, you should consider the risk, you should consider your portfolio size, you should consider absolutely everything, even 
the cup of coffee that you are drinking is it healthy for you or not it is good to be critical and have a critical sense that will help you a lot in stock trading for sure anyway you will get uh, the three stocks which i will try to trade this week and i just have to say that oh, there will be so many other nice options and i spoke about this uh, several times in previous podcasts uh, one of the things that you can use right now as we speak right now in this current situation go for stocks that are hammered by relative strength index meaning they have a very low strength straight index just find stocks with good support below uh, because I think it is that kind of bounce up time. Now we are after New Year. It's a new year for many countries, a new tax year, meaning that whatever stock you sold to get the tax benefits from selling stocks with losses, you can deduct some on your taxes. Uh, and some stocks uh, are really punished by these things. These stocks will now have a strong rebound. I was betting for Sumerica, for instance, to do a little bit better by the end of the year. But I think uh, uh, now we will see if I'm right or not. Because usually you start to see these stocks move in that Santa Christmas rally. You sometimes even three weeks before Christmas, you start to see some of the most hammered stocks. Uh, they are finished with uh, the tax selling and then they start their upturn. So many, many, many good things awaiting out there. And as I told you in the long prediction intro market intro i think soon we are at the very end of uh, the beer market and we will go to bull market and it will be so much fun our game now is to stay afloat we want to keep our portfolio green if we manage to if it goes into red we will try to reduce the losses as much as possible so when that upturn comes that long much safer upturn comes we will just benefit from it I hope you are ready because I'm ready to finish the podcast and you are ready to listen to the three tips for the week. I will go for a little risk this week. Simply uh, because I can afford it. You heard me uh, tell you about 2022. We have accumulated a lot of nice profits over last year, so I can take some risks. You should consider your risk level yourself. I will go for what I just told you, stocks which have been a little hammered, they are being at the lower end of their trends or being oversold on the relative strength index. Anyway, you can call them somewhat undervalued and don't mix up undervalued with fundamental because some of these stocks doesn't make much money. So it's not about that. These are technical undervalued. Fate Therapeutics will be one stock which i will try to get in i see the potential for a potential upside in the stock hopefully i will be correct i will try to get in as low as i can tomorrow i can hope just hope that we will start with a little positive uh, sentiment uh, from uh, the last few weeks that we get into a red opening tomorrow and that i can get into the stocks or these stocks somewhat cheap i will try fate therapeutics getting in as low as i can and uh, repetition, a lot of repetition over this podcast, but usually, usually that is half an hour into trading day is usually very low. It's like a general rule, doesn't apply all the time, so it's a little individual, but it is somewhat. 30-45 minutes out in opening is very often a good buying opportunity. Sometimes it's the first five minutes, depend on the market, of course, but generally, generally speaking, 
30 minutes to 45 minutes of trading is usually a good buying opportunity. Now, uh, I spoke a lot about Mullen in uh, <laughs> over the last 26 minutes, and of course, I will get into Mullen again. We will try to spark off uh, what I think could be an upside in Mullen. And I checked the morning to Mullen Company. There are huge risks uh, included because uh, they will push out more stocks uh, and dilute the shares for sure. But hopefully we can get into a rally before that and just scoop up some money before they start the stock printing press. Moon. So we have Fate Therapeutics and then I will go into Moon. We already have huge risk here. And of course, I will try one uh, oil-related stocks, and it will be the Buffen stock, Occidental Oxy. The tickers, if you are listening to this uh, on Anchor, Spotify, wherever you are, you're not watching the YouTube video version. The tickers are FATE, Fate, and Muln, M-U-L-N, and Oxy, O-X-E. All of them traded in the United States because that is most of the listeners are from United States, so we'll trade there. Personally, I am Norwegian, living in Vilnius, Lithuania, uh, and you're listening to the Stock Investor US podcast, which is the company uh, which created uh, where you can find technical analysis in an easy, readable way. And more tools will come up this year, as I think 2023 will. Uh, be the beginning of the bull market and we want to have the tools that can help you do better trades and as a last uh, promotion uh, for this and the beginning of the year you can use uh, the promo code podcast and that will give you 50% uh, subscription and <laughs> being a little predictive I can predict that the prices of the subscriptions will go up during the year, so it might just be a very good time to get in if you want. Is it a good investment? Because we should be a little critical and we can be self-critical. So is it a good investment to get a subscription at stockinvest.us? Follow my work there and the development of the products uh, that we are developing. I can promise you one thing, our charts are very intuitive and your brain is a good tool the charts they are for free uh, you will not get any extra if you are a subscriber but use the charts if you're listening to this uh, on audio format go to stockinvest.us type in the ticker uh, that you like to watch and just watch the charts we made a commentary to help you understand some of the things that you've seen the chart uh, very easy to read and we'll give you uh, some more back decision even give it a special score using highly advanced algorithms that will tell you if the system not me personally or someone else in the company but if the system in general think it will be a buy or a sell as is but back to it what is it that you get as a subscriber which is so good there are a few lists that you will get uh, and you will get access to all uh, the new things. So it is just an extra thing. You will get rid of all the ads, but in general, you will be very fine using our free tools. And uh, that uh, makes for the end of the podcast. You just hear me give a small commercial where I say that you don't have to 
buy our subscriptions. I think you should, uh, but you don't have to buy. And if you do, you can use podcast to get 50% discount, uh, 30 or 50, I'm not really, really sure, For, uh, 30 or 50% discount on our services. And you will get that. You can even get a lifetime very cheap and never uh, receive any increases in prices or any new invoices. I will be back in a week and we will know how did it go with Fate, Moon, Oxy and the other open stocks that I have. I hope you enjoyed this a little bit extra long podcast. Turns out to be an hour uh, or so. Had a lot of things to talk about in the beginning of the year. We will be back on the track with more standard podcast uh, in the week ahead as we will just look at the week ahead of us and give you the trading tips. Now and then we will come with uh, some deeper material trying to learn you more things that hopefully, hopefully will enable you to put more greens into the portfolio. Because this portfolio is not for me, it is more meant as a tool for you, help you to reduce your losses and increase your gains. And if you are not able to do that, we will shut down the podcast because then the mission is failed. New year, new opportunities, reach out to your friends, your family, get that backbone support I always talk about because the trading, the trading is relentless. There is no wokeness in trading. You have to be sharp. You have to make good decisions and hopefully this podcast help you make a few more. Until next week, I can only wish you the very best of the week. Hope that you will put some greens in your portfolio and hopefully see you back in just a week. Bye. Welcome to StockInvest.us podcast. We remind you that trading involves a high risk of losing money and that you should speak with a financial advisor before buying or selling any securities. You should not base your investment decision upon StockInvest.us.